You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. 1 John chapter 3, let me read verse 3, please. That's which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye may also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. This then is the message which we have heard of Him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that... But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say Let's bow for prayer. Father, I love these people so much. They've been a model church for all these years. And I thank you as Brother Lewis prayed. There have been some that have been with us these many long years. And there are some that are new. But we're so very grateful. Lord, to see the Winnegars here today visiting back home, it's a joy. And the faithful friends and neighbors and relatives of our church families here, I pray your blessing upon this time. God, this is a message that I need so much in my personal life. I pray to help the Christian as it has helped me. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The average Christian, the average Christian has very little knowledge regarding the subject of forgiveness. My message today is not necessarily about forgiving others. Those I think of that subject, all of us perhaps might have someone you need to forgive. It's not so much receiving salvation forgiveness from God because the vast majority of you people have been undoubtedly born again. My battle in my life is to forgive me. I have a struggle with me. I have a difficult time with me. I know that God's forgiven me of all my sin. I know that. But when I fail, I can easily beat myself up. When someone says, boy, I'll tell you, that guy, he thinks he's just a really important preacher. It's just the opposite. If you'd be around a while, you know, I have a hard time with me. Someone tells me I'm a terrible person, I'll believe him immediately. That's why I don't ever, I don't know how to use the internet. I don't read the internet. It's too discouraging the things people tell me about me that I don't even know those things were about me, but they are, I guess. I don't want to read that because I'll agree with my adversary quickly. I don't know how it is for you men and the men in our church that are preachers, but I tell you what, I have, as it's nearing Sunday, I have the most struggle in my heart with me. 
particularly as I move into Saturday and Saturday afternoon and Sunday night and I'm on my knees and in prayer and I already know my messages and I'm praying and I'm trying to walk with God and seek God and I'm trying to make sure I'm right with God and I get to that Saturday night and men's prayer and then as I go to bed and through the night, I'm thinking, Lord, I probably shouldn't be preaching tomorrow. And God knows all 46 years here, my wife knows I've worked hard and so has she and you have too. I work all the time, long hours. Someone tells me, I worked 50 hours this last week. I'm thinking, so? I've never took inventory how much hours I work. I work a lot, and I love doing what I do. I love it. But I want you to know, I get to Saturday, and I said, Lord, this every Saturday for 46, well, 50 years in the ministry, I say, Lord, I haven't prayed enough. I know I haven't prayed, and I pray every day. And I try to walk with God every day, and I've been doing it for all these years. Lord, I haven't prayed enough. Oh, I'm so, so weak, so wretched. God, I haven't studied enough, and I, I've read through this Bible already this year several times. I, I, but I think, Lord, I, I, I haven't studied enough. I haven't gone soul winning enough. I haven't gone visiting my members enough. I, 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 I've, I've been impatient. I don't know, Lord, if I should preach. I know of preachers today all over America that if they get an opportunity to get a guest preacher, they'll get a guest preacher because we, we feel, you have to understand, and I'm talking about holy men of God, but you feel so unworthy to stand before people that love God. They're just human beings like the pastor and like the shepherd. And I said, oh, dear God, I, I'll do better this next week. I promise you'll do better. Today, I battle with me. I battle with sin. I think sometimes we think sin is always adultery, porn, uh, 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 pornography. I think that's what we think. But sin, I, I tell you what, fear is sin. And I can find myself having fear. And doubt is sin. We never undo and doubt what God has called us to do by faith. And I can launch out by faith and then I start to beat myself. I probably, we were building this building. And I got in the middle of this thing and the big hole in the ground and below there's an auditorium and up here and up three stories. And I, Lord, I, I, I should have led them into this thing. It's too big. I, it's just, what, what are you gonna do? You got a hole in the ground. We started. Uh, almost every major building project, we have over 200, almost 250,000 square feet of building space. And all those buildings have been built in the last 40 some years. And, and most of them, I began to fear and I began to doubt. I think of the biggest doubt I had is what, 16 years ago, August the 20th, when we moved in this building. And I love this, it's 3,000 people. And for the first time we had building space for an auditorium. We had Sunday school places, but we did. Now we have an auditorium. And for all those years, I was preaching two services and having people watching out in other, build, other rooms, watching the services, and we have a building. And I got in here, and the old devil began to really work on my heart. But well, he began to tell me that this, this building's too big for you. You don't know what to do. And you should have done this and you did it. And oh, I tell you, I struggled with it. I was preaching, I believe, with the touch of God, the power of God, but I struggled a week and I struggled a month and I struggled for almost a year. 
I said, Lord, maybe, maybe you have someone else. I don't want to leave here, but maybe I'm not the right man. What have I done? Have I built this for someone else? And I would fight that battle. That was sin. But I'm that was sin. That was fear. I became afraid. I'd walk in this auditorium and say, oh my goodness, all these chairs, all these pews. Sometimes we think sin is some gross thing, robbing a bank. But friend, worry is sin. Taking a battle that you cannot change and begin to worry and fret and make decisions that is all in the flesh, that is sin. And God today wants us to deal with sin. The Bible says in chapter uh, number, chapter two, verse number one, these little, these, uh, my little children, he's an old man in his 90s, he's right. These things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, yes, you will sin. Once you get saved, you're not free from sinning. We're, we're free from the damnation of sin. What sin can do, it's not gonna remove sonship. Today I speak with you on the subject of, this subject of forgiveness. I, I love the word forgiveness. It means to completely cancel. Just completely cancel, to remit, to dismiss. It literally means to send it away. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for the sin of mankind. And when I place my faith and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, he forgives me of all my sin. He sends it away, gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Buried in the deepest sea. That happened for me in 1956. Just a few miles from here, God removed my sin. He saw me as his child. I became a child of God. I'm a son of God. Now, he begins to deal with these children that have been saved. And he said, I want you to know, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. That is in the perpetual it's constant. We sing there is a fountain filled with blood. That blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us of all sin. I don't confess my sins to become a Christian again. I confess my sins to restore fellowship. I don't lose my sonship. God doesn't get rid of me because I sin. But fellowship is broken. I want you to see by way of introduction that word fellowship. And for our guests, I'm not a long-winded preacher, so you'll be okay when I say introduction. Verse three, that's what we have seen and declared unto you that you may also have fellowship. Truly our fellowship is with the Father. Look at verse six, if we say that we have fellowship, fellowship. The Bible says in verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. The word fellowship means to have in common. To have in common. We've been married long enough. Ms. Treber and I have things in common. We have fellowship. We can believe that we, she called me yesterday and said, honey, I was thinking about this. 
about something that needs to be taken care of. And I said, it's amazing. Through the night, I thought the same thing. And I've already talked to the person about that, that they need to do this. Well, we, we begin to think the same. You know, Brother Lewis, we were a couple of years ago driving down the road on Montague. And we got to about First Street or Zanker. And all of a sudden, the radio was on. She started singing a chorus. And I started singing it at the exact same moment. I don't know if there was something that was in our subconscious, but all of a sudden we began to sing the same song, the same chorus, the same thought. You know, um, that's having fellowship one with another. And our fellowship is with Jesus Christ. Now, when I sin, I do not break sonship. My name's recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm on my way to heaven. I have eternal life. You can't start and stop and start and stop. It's eternal. But when I sin with my worry, with my fret, my disappointment, and it overwhelms my heart with my disappointment with myself, when I begin to sin, I've broken my fellowship with God. We sing, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. I want to walk in the presence of God. The Bible says, walk in the spirit, Ephesians 5, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when I sin, I break fellowship. And I begin to demand God, God help me, God help me. You're, you're not, you're, what, what's the deal here? Why aren't you helping me, God? But the problem is not with God, the problem is with me. I have broken fellowship. So you have an argument with your wife. That's why God's word says, let not the sun go down on thy wrath. You never pillow your head mad at your wife, mad at your husband, mad at your children, upset, angered, the tense, you can feel it. No, you get it confessed. That's why the last thing you do is have prayer with one another. And when you have prayer with one another, you can't pray. Now, Heavenly Father, thank you for the day and your goodness and your grace to us. Help us to... And, 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 be mad at Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'll tell you what, let's pick it back up where we had it. I'm gonna win this thing. It doesn't work that way. And it's so easy to, fellowship, to, to have fellowship. Just confess your sin. Lord, I, I've, I've done wrong. I've told this illustration years for years. My parents that are with the Lord, my dad was 90% deaf. So my sisters would have slumber parties and the next morning my dad, we took his hearing aids off, he couldn't hear. And my dad would say, well, the girls were quiet well, last night. I didn't hear a peep out of them. My mother said, you didn't hear the rumbling? Uh, I heard the rumbling. It was my father. His room of his bedroom wall, we shared the same wall. Oh, yeah. But he didn't hear. And so my dad, who was not hearing at night, I walked in his room. I saw a $20 bill on his nightstand and on his dresser. And I walk in there in the quiet of the night. I take that $20. But you know what? What I didn't realize, Dad was watching me. And what I did, I took it out. And the next day, he said, son, you know, I had a $20 bill. Did you see that? What's our first reaction to sin? We cover it. No, no, Dad, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And we cover our sin. Every sin in the Bible, you see, they cover it first. That's what Adam and Eve did. That's what Cain did as he murdered his own brother. Tries to cover it. Always, always an excuse. That's what Gehazi tried to do. That's what Achan tried to do. Always try to cover our sin. 
hide our sin. And my dad said, I said, no, dad, I, I, I didn't see that. Oh, but now I'm lying. I stole, now I'm lying. Am I still his son? Only had one father in this world. My dad was my father. My dad uh, uh, was, uh, with my mother conceived, my, I have one mother, one father. But may I say this? I lied to my dad, I stole from my dad. Now this did not happen, it's just an illustration. But that day, my Holy Spirit that lives within me, who convicts me of sin, John 16, he said, Jack, you lied to your dad. That sweet, dear old fellow that, well, he was old. He was in his 40s. That was an old man. You, you lied to your dad. And I looked at my dad and said, Dad, I, I took it. You know, my father would say, I know, son. I saw you take it. He sees everything. Our God never slumbers. What did I do? Get my sonship back? No, I got my fellowship back. And my dad, I says, Dad, I'm so sorry. I wish I hadn't done that. You know, the truth is, already this day, perhaps we've sinned. I won't begin to list the things we could have done already this morning and neglect toward God, but on and on it goes. But you know, already we've sinned. What has to happen? We need to restore fellowship. And, and so what happens when we sin? Look at this. We lie to others. Verse number six, if we say we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness. We'll, we'll, we'll lie to other people. We'll lie to, we'll, we'll lie secondly to God. We have fellowship, we walk in, and we lie and do not the truth. We lie to ourselves. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ is so cleanses us from all sin. It's amazing I can lie to myself. I can lie to others. I can lie to God. Everybody can. But that's a result of truth not permeating in our life. God says this is a book that deals with truth. And truth is very important in the Christian life that we tell the truth. Be honest with God. You're not honest with man because we're not honest with God. That fellowship gives us honesty. God, as I kneel in your presence, as I pray right now, I examine my heart. That's what the Lord's table is this Wednesday. Let a man have examined himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. But he that eateth and drinketh unworthily with unconfessed sin deceiveth himself in the truth. The truth here is not in him. That's what God's word says. I'm not saying you're not Christian. I'm saying that there's not truth that's permeating in our lives. So salvation, what was given to me as salvation? Well, one was eternal life. Two was the Holy Spirit. And three was forgiveness. When Jesus said it was finished, he had taken the sin of the whole world and laid it on his shoulders. For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for me. He who knew no sin, that we the sinner might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Here is God and here is man. And we're born away from God. We're born as sinners for all have sinned. God is light, there's righteousness, there's holiness, there is no sin. Who did no sin, 
but that's what I, I was born a sinner. I was born, it's capable to easily lie and easily deceive and easily fake and easily be a fool. All of us in life, we're all that way. There's a great gulf between God and me. But Jesus came and God sent his son, Jesus, for he became sin for me over here. He who knew no sin, that we the sinner might be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. We sing about it in the malls at Christmas. God and sinner reconciled. He brings us back to God. He brings us back into, into sonship, who was an enemy and a stranger and a foreigner. You're being very good, listening carefully. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The word of God says, and be kind one to another, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. He forgave me. But today, we sing, gone, gone, gone. We sing the songs that are under the blood. We sing page 111. What sins are you talking about? The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Ephesians 1, 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Now, why do I confess my sins? Not to get them forgiven. They're already forgiven. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for my, I was still future. All my sins were future. I wasn't even born. He died for all of my sin. He took mankind's sin and laid it on his shoulders and he became sin for me. And so when I sin and I confess my sin, it's not to get resaved. I can recall in 1956 and 1957 and early 58, I can remember lying in that little bed and I'd been naughty that day and I'd done wrong and I maybe got upset with my sisters or whatever the case might have been in a sandbox playing or whatever it could have been. And I can remember lying in bed every night saying, God, I did wrong today. But if I did not mean it when I got saved, I really mean it tonight. I'd get resaved every night. Some of you, my wife never battled that. I, I battled it all the time. Because when I was a boy, I'd do wrong and I'd, I'd feel in such, that's the Holy Spirit. I, that Holy Spirit correcting me. I don't ask forgiveness for my sin to have it removed. It's already removed. I come and confess my sin to restore fellowship. When fellowship is, oh, the, the joy of walking, walking, with Jesus. Brother, that was your mother's favorite course. Walking every day from her wheelchair. Walking all the way. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus, my Lord. I want to walk with the King. And so I have to have restored fellowship. So I confess my sin to restore my fellowship. I wonder what kind of fellowship you're having with God. I wonder what it's like today. I want to, in closing, introduce you to this text and some illustrations. If we say, verse 8, we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. You know, it's so easy to deceive. I have fellowship with God. Everything's okay. 
When I go door knocking and I'll visit someone and say, well, yes, I'm a Christian. I don't go to church, but I'm okay. God and I, and we begin to justify how, how we, don't, we don't go to church. We don't go to the things of God. We, we abandon God. Someone's telling me, you know, I, I do good. I do good. The more good a person tries to tell me, I, I realize they're probably lost. Because when a Christian gets saved, he realizes, oh, wretched man that I am. It's but the grace of God that he engraved me. Brother Chuck Floyd, you gave me that verse as a young Christian probably 30-some years ago that he, he engraved us, Isaiah, on the palms. I'll never forget you telling me that, the old property. He engraved me on the palm of his hand. My, my, I'm his. He's claimed me. I'm a child of the king. I don't have to get it restarted again. I have to restore fellowship. I, I think of this verse here, then verse 8, 9, if, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse. That's the goal. Cleanse, perpetual. The, the sin has already been removed. What sins are you talking about? God's not keeping account on our lives. Okay, bad, bad, bad. Okay, I'm going to whack you over the head with a baseball bat from heaven. I'm his child. I'm not saying that I can go out here and drink, 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 and there are consequences, but most of those consequences come from me. I drive the car drunk, I am going to hurt somebody, and perhaps myself. Yes, there's consequences. And we'll see that on Wednesday night, there's consequences. But it's not because God hates us, he's trying to bring us back in fellowship with himself. God's gonna do whatever he needs to to bring you back into fellowship with, your, with himself. He wants us to draw nigh to him. And so we said it so many times for these years. We command God, God, I need you. Come and help me. It doesn't work that way. It's God, I need you. And God's over there saying, well, then draw nigh to me. Well, you come, you come over here. I, I'm not moving. This is my, you draw nigh to me, Jack. And so I take a step and the Bible says, and he will draw nigh to me. God, I need you. Help me. And, and I, come on over here. Help me. Help me, God, I'm drowning over here, help me. But he says, draw nigh, Jack, and I draw nigh, and he draws nigh to me, the Bible says. I don't want to walk through the journey of life with God there and me here. I want to walk together. I want to walk with him. The truth is, for me today, I understand salvation forgiveness. And I try to understand forgiving people. And not ever hold a grudge. But I've always battled forgiving myself. It's amazing, you fellows, how that I can bring it back up. Failures as a person. The elementary kids, as I speak to them from time to time on kindness, they know. It was the um, year that John F. Kennedy was, gonna, was shot, killed. 63. I was walking home from junior high school. And there's a boy that flunked many, many times in junior high and high elementary. And in eighth grade, he was always shaven. He had hair all over. He was just a, he was a grown man, but he was in our class. He could have beat the fire out of any of us. And we were walking. We didn't have sidewalks. We had gravel. And, and the fellows I was with began to pick up little pebbles and throw them in his little pouch of his coat. 
and make fun of him. And he could have turned around and clocked all of us. I didn't throw a stone, but I was there. I thought it was funny. And I remember we got to the, this area. He walked across the street, two little lanes. I could tell you his name right now. And he started walking until he came to Barbara Dutra's farm. And when the farm right there, the sidewalk, the gravel, everything ended. And traffic was right there along the bushes of her house, farm. And he crossed the street, but he didn't look. And in 1963, Valiant was coming. I, I remember the day. I remember the weather. I remember the time. And that's 1963, so you could figure that's a long time ago. And he stepped out in front of that car. He landed under the hood. I could hear the squealing. And he was hanging on and looking into that windshield. And the car stopped and threw him out. And there he was on the ground. The ambulance came. He broke both his legs. He was not in school the next year. You know, that's tormented me to this day. I didn't throw a pebble. But to think that he suffered, I was part of the crowd. I've often wondered, I wonder if he's still alive. Lost track of him. I have a hard time with that. I think of, if I think of forgiving someone, it's the first illustration that comes. I wish I'd never done that. It torments me. Others of you, and I'm not saying you're wrong, you learn to release things. I, I don't, I hold it. It's probably pride. I can think of disappointments in life. Or perhaps I've disappointed someone. It, it hurts me to think I'd hurt, disappoint someone. I can forgive others and I can accept the forgiveness of God, but this forgiveness I have a struggle with from here to there. I wonder, I wonder if you could come on in here, young lady. Yes, yes, you. I wonder if you could stand right here. Mary Magdalene, you are possessed by evil spirits. You are a very bad woman. But what happened? And Mary says, you know, I was wicked. But Jesus came by and he forgave me of my sin. And she was the first at the cross and she was first at the tomb. And she said, I was such an evil woman, but he forgave me. Uh, John chapter 4. Like the woman at the well. Woman at the well. I'll give you living water that you never thirst again. Well, would you? I don't want to come here and and where's this living water? I'll take it. And he said, go, go call your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. And he said, you're right. You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with is not your husband. And she said, I perceive you're a prophet. And he said, no, I'm Jesus. And she got saved and she ran into town and said, tell, I want you to Come see this man who told me everything about me and he forgave my sin. A uh, man came and knocked on the door at night and he said, I'm a rabbi, I'm a, a, a ruler of the Jews. He goes, I want to I I talk to you, Jesus. And he got his sins forgiven. 
I think of a man that was so small he couldn't see Jesus from the press. He went up into a sycamore tree and he looked and, and all of a sudden the crowd stopped because Jesus stopped. Jesus looked up and they caught eyes. The sinner who was a tax collector who was stealing from the people. And when Jesus' eyes, those languid eyes looked on him, he looked at Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus full of conviction. He knew I'm such a wicked sinner. And Jesus says, come on down, Zacchaeus. I'm coming to your house today. You know, I'm so glad God can forgive every single sin. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I close, I wish I could sing like you people can sing. I've been singing this week. That song, while walking down a memory lane, a past so long ago, oh, Satan came right by my side. And he made me feel low. He brought up thoughts of hurt and pain. When I, that was my, that's my problem, had gone astray. He wanted to discourage me as I walked along my way. He said, you're undeserving because you know where you have been. I have a record of your life when you are bound by sin. I know your darkest secrets that you would never tell. What makes you think that you don't deserve a place in, with me in hell? This is Satan singing. I heard the old accuser, and this was my reply. You're right for all the things I've done. I truly deserve to die. My righteousness are filthy rags. My goodness is unclean. There's only one thing I can say to you that you said to me, it's under the blood. Oh, praise his dear name. I'm not what I used to be. My life's been changed. I'm not shackled by sin and shame. It's already all gone. I'm happy to remind you they're under the blood. That last answer says, victory was given me when I was born again. He washed away my stain, my sinful past, and brought me new life within. No longer do I bear the marks of sin that he brought my way with happiness and with peace of mind. Praise God, I now can say, it's under the blood. All my sin today and tomorrow if I live, it's all under the blood. He's already forgiven my sin. He's removed my transgression. But I need to restore fellowship. Fellowship is so important for the child of God. We must have that common walk with God or something will replace our common walk with God. For me, it's my unworthiness. For me, it's my disappointments with me. And I get so overwhelmed at times. And by the way, most preachers do because we rec recognize who we're representing. And I feel so unworthy. He said, well, don't talk this way. I know, and I know I probably should not, but today, 
I stand forgiven with salvation. And I stand forgiven in my heart with people. But perhaps you're beating yourself up for something. We all have things we're embarrassed with. Sometimes we call them secret sins. And right there as I say that secret sin, you're thinking about something. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.